ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف أنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير في شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام 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 هي حتى مطلع الفجر أمنت بالله صدق الله صدق الله العلي العظيم وبلغ رسول النبي الكريم وما كان ربنا من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Being human is uh, essentially quite as uh, frightening and in fact terrifying prospect And this, uh, this terrifying prospect is, is, is inherent in the, the very kind of sense of scale, the nature of scale of our lives. <coughs> If you for a moment considered who you are and what you are, in the face of everything that isn't you, you're confronted by something which is staggeringly overwhelming, frighteningly vast, something which is, is, has, has a sense of, 
of dangerous randomness to it that uh, could at any moment destroy you. We are uniquely gifted with the ability to recognize just how tenuous we are, how frail we are. We're different from other creatures. I'm not too sure that a cat could have a similar reflection as a human being can have. I don't think a dog, for instance, would be able to sit down one, one day and ponder the size of things and then be terrified. <coughs> but we can. We can ponder the size of things. We can also, because we can ponder the size of things, we can also have a very real insight and experience of our own um, uh, fundamental frailty and our own uh, uh, transience, our mortality. This thing of being human, as they say, isn't for sissies. This is a, this is a very, very challenging thing. Now, the only way to, to actually survive and thrive under this, in this condition is to do the necessary work which your, your, your intelligence endows you with, to be able to find the evidence that this vast and overwhelming reality that you're looking at is not your enemy, but it is your ally. It is on your side. <coughs> but in order to do that work, you have to assume that behind the vastness, there's a creative genius, there's an intelligence that has your best interest at heart and protects you and suckers you and looks after you and cares for you. That this, this vast wildness that you're looking at is a face, but what sits behind that face is a really benign intelligence which has nothing but your best interest at heart which is having a love affair with you. If you assume that the world has a creator, that there is a Rabb, and that the Rabb is the master of all events, then this thing of being human is less scary. Because it means that you have the right, if you like, you've got the basis to assume that what happens to you isn't arbitrary and it isn't random, but there's a design to things, and that design to things has created the conditions for you to have a life. This truth, which you can experience um, on a first-hand basis, you can experience the proximity of Allah, and which you can you can otherwise extrapolate by inference. You generally have to assume as a given. And that's what we refer to as Iman. It's, it's, you have to believe it. But you see, believing in the world that we're in today is, not, um, is no longer considered to be uh, particularly intelligent or cool. And so, 
there are many people out there who <coughs> don't believe that there's a God, who don't believe that there's an intelligent designer and there's an intelligent design to events, and they're therefore faced by a vastness which is truly horrifying, truly terrifying, and that has absolutely no, no, uh, no sense to it. Now, the only sensible way of reacting to that experience, if you assume that there's no God, is to commit suicide. From one point of view, every atheist who hasn't killed himself is actually at some level dishonest. So how do these kuffar maintain, uh, maintain their, their station of not believing and not killing themselves. They, they commit kufr. And as we know, the word kufr means to cover. They hide from the truth. They don't cover the truth. They cover themselves from the truth. They are like small children who know there's a big, looming, dark thing circulating the house. And they are too terrified to look out the window, and they distract each other with a game of dice. They make, they make petty conflict, they, so that they don't have to look outside, they don't, take a, they don't have to reflect. They don't have to, um, come, to, to come to terms with this, this frightening reality, which is swirling around the outside of the dwelling. And so the kufar are masters at distraction. They are. Kufar is a distraction. Kufar is like the, uh, the playing of the dice of the frightened children in the lounge. Not wanting to take a look at the reality out there. And this distraction, the, 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 the attributes of this distraction is only limited by the, the intelligence of the people involved. So, some of them will will turn the big social issue into the distraction. I mean, it's, it's very easy to forget that uh, we are actually like tiny ants clinging to those rock hurtling through the vastness of empty space at the most breathtaking speed while we are discussing about how, how awful and corrupt Zuma is. You see, that's a very, very useful distraction. You see, uh, or how, 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 uh, whatever the the political issues of the day. Or we go and pick a fight with somebody. I go and decide that you've actually been mean to me, and I make that the big issue, and you and I have a massive <coughs> dispute. And that's a very useful distraction, you see, because we don't have to look out the window. We don't have to look at the vastness out there. We make each other the issue. Not realizing we're like two fleas arguing about the dog we're standing on and who the dog belongs to. <coughs> and also not realizing this dog that, we don't, that we're standing on is terminally sick and is about to die. And take us with it. Another wonderful distraction is the great accumulation. In fact, in this age, it is the great accumulation that's actually put itself forward as the principal distraction. <coughs> 
And the great accumulation is, put for, is understood to be a very benign thing, you see, because you know, most people, if you confront them about, you know, why are you being so incredibly materialist? You know, why is the car so important? Why is the house so important? They won't. They won't. They'll justify this. I mean, they won't, they won't, uh, they won't admit to this being purely egocentric materialism. They'll say, no, but I'm doing this for my family. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I've got to provide a good house for my children. Mm. I've got to have a good job to pay for the school. I can't put my kids in a skadonk. Their mates will laugh at them at school. So we make, our, <laughs> we make our family guilty of the fact that we invest this inordinate amount of attention into the great accumulation of assets and of stuff. But what this accumulation of assets and of stuff is really all about, it is another attribute of kufr. It's another attribute of covering. It's another attribute of, of distracting your attention to some silly game in the lounge because you're too terrified to look out the window. That's good and well to distract yourself. This is not a moral problem. But it is a practical problem. Because you have to understand that thing which is swirling on the outside of the house is at one point going to kick in the door. Because you are going to die. And how are you going to deal with that? When no distraction is possible anymore because it's come into you. It's come into your lounge. It's come into, you know. I can guarantee you the people that you were playing dice with aren't going to hang around. Say, so, I can come accompany you. <laughs> They'll run away with you or from you. So, so our little collusions of mediocrity that are concerned with hiding from the truth <coughs> are only sustainable when we sanitize out of our experience death. So what this path is about, and the reason why we gather in these circles and remember our Rabb, is because we are seriously trying to befriend that which is not us, that vastness out there. Because we strongly know that on the other side of that vastness is a and, and a, a creative, loving intelligence which is aimed directly at us. And we want to get to know that being. Because then, we get to go, if we get to know the source of it all, and we befriend the source of it all, then all of it becomes our friend. And then nothing is frightening. And then we no longer need the distractions. And we no longer need to accumulate the assets. We no longer need to get involved in the petty disputes and, and uh, you know, Get indigestion because of Zuma. <coughs> so you have to understand that if you're on this path and you're serious about being on this path, you're going to lose. If you're serious about this path, what's on this path, you're like the child who is in the lounge 
And now saying to the other kids in the house, listen, I'm really curious about what's going on outside. I want to look out. I don't have time for this game anymore. And you'll be tested. And maybe you'll start losing the game. And you'll start losing the game really dramatically. You know, is it then still going to be possible for you to view the game for what it is? It's a shadow show. This is completely relevant. And keep your attention out that window to befriend that wild thing out there. Wherever you turn is the face of Allah. The thing out there is his face. Every face has an intelligence behind it. Like a human being's face has a consciousness behind it that's looking through that face at you. On the other side of this face that you're looking at, if this, wherever you turn, so right now I'm looking in front of me, this thing is his face, behind that is him. And he's looking at me. And this thing that he's putting in front of me is his orientation towards me. If I accept that truth, and I live by that truth, I, step by step, by increments, get less hooked by the games of kufr. I get less enchanted by the accumulations and about the petty disputes. And I see them for what they are. Silly games of children of no real significance. The only skill that is of any final lasting value is the skill of dying. It's the skill of foregoing, the skill of handing over. Foregoing means stopping to play the game. Stopping to get your attention trapped in these sideshows, in these shadow shows. It's such a waste of human attention. Politics is a waste of human attention. Conflict is a waste of human attention. Accumulation is a waste of human attention. The pursuit of assets is a waste of human attention. Because you've been made for the supreme thing, <coughs> which is to be the one to recognize him. That's why you've been given this life of your attention. Stop bleeding it into frivolous, stupid things. May Allah grant us an end to May grant us annihilation in May grant us death before we die. In Allah, how Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin abdika wa rasulika bimu'ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslima Subhana rabbika wa izzatil ma'asifun wa salamun al-Muslimin Alhamdulillah Just turn this off.